2: Friday the 13th, live and local at 6.04 here on the Idola Power Hour. And, you know, for those of you who are superstitious in Italy, uh, it's actually a good luck. 13 is a good luck thing. So slow down. We're going to be okay. Um, We are going to be okay on this Friday evening because we have two spectacular guests. Uh, about to come on the line is Professor Alan Dershowitz, and then we're going to have Chief of Patrol uh, of the NYPD, Chief Shell, who's someone I know for a long time, who's going to tell us exactly what's going on around the city today. Uh, the city was much more quiet than typical. Uh, I just watched the protest march across 42nd Street. I'll talk about that momentarily. Uh, first, let me welcome uh, Professor Dershowitz, my dear friend on the line. How are you there, sir? Great.
3: I love the 13th because just like uh, in Italy and Judaism, 13th is a lucky number. It's the year of Bar Mitzvah. So I'm happy to uh, be the 13th. But, uh, you know, it's really upsetting to see so many New Yorkers uh, support Hamas. Uh, I wasn't old enough and you weren't born to remember when in my neighborhood, Sutton Place, uh, the east side, hundreds of thousands of neo-Nazi Americans uh, marched. 36,000 of them filled Madison Square Garden supporting Hitler. And that's what I was reminded of today because these people are not supporting the Palestinians. The last thing the Palestinians want is Hamas. Uh, these people are supporting genocide against the Jews. I watched the protest. Not a single one of them supported a two-state solution. They're not interested in the rights of the Palestinians. They don't want a two-state solution. The signs all said, Palestine will be free from the river to the sea. Yes,
2: that's, what they were, that's actually Hamas, what they were chanting. That's what they were chanting yeah, as, as well. It means no Israel, and
3: it means a Hamas-controlled caliphate run by ISIS-type uh, people who murder their opponents, whether their opponents are gays or women who won't abide by the laws of the Sharia. What are these people actually advocating? They're advocating exactly the same thing as the neo-Nazis did in Yorktown, and in Madison Square Garden in the end of the 1930s when they were demonstrating for Hitler with Heil Hitler salutes. And I hope they'll be remembered by history in the same way that these Nazis uh, were remembered. I have to tell you one thing. I would never hire. I would never allow somebody to represent me who participated in these kinds of Nazi demonstrations. For me, it's exactly the same as if you had a demonstration in favor of lynchers in the South who blew up a black church, or people who threw a bomb into a gay disco? It's exactly the same thing. These are people who are supporting rapists, beheaders, kidnappers. They should get no sympathy. They have a right of free speech, just like the Nazis had a right of free speech, and we have the right to answer them and treat them exactly how any decent people would support a Nazi.
2: So, Alan, here's what here's. What... I always love having you on. But yesterday I had a guest on the show. I I thought he was excellent. He was reporting live from Jerusalem. He's been there for thirty years, but he's an American. He was born in in uh, New Rochelle. Uh, he dabbles in all types of politics, and I'm going. It's a two minute clip that I want to play for you yesterday no, I, because
3: I, I, I know who he is. Yeah, and I know and the clip. Yeah.
2: Okay, if you don't mind, I want to play it so the listeners are in touch if they didn't hear sure. the show last night. Zambolino roll it,
4: please. This government is a fig leaf, and it shows how unserious Netanyahu is and how immature he is and how he's interested in sticking to his seat for a number of reasons. This is not a national emergency unity government that includes a series of parties. This is him getting together with one party, Benny Gantz's party, which he did, you know, in, in the COVID in the second after the second election. It's one party. They've taken five ministries now, and they've made a war cabinet he hasn't gotten rid of any of the incompetent people that he has, and he hasn't even reached across the aisle to get the other parties in. He hasn't even had meetings with them. He, this is about, he has 64 seats, how can he bolster his position and get some more seats so there's a stronger government so it looks like unity? He should be having Lapid in his government. He should be having Lieberman. Lieberman's party said, we'll support you, we don't want any job. Has he met with Lieberman? You know, Mansour Abbas, the last government, which was the Bennett-Lapid government, which was actually an actual unity government across the aisle. You had an Israeli-Arab party for the first time. You had the Meretz party, which is a left-of-center party. You had Lieberman's right-wing party and Gantz and Lapid, all together in the government and actually working. Of course, they were Netanyahu was able to get some defectors from that party, from from that government, so that they would call elections and he would be elected, saying that they support terror and Mansour Abbas support terror. Mansour Abbas, Israeli-Arab, first Israeli-Arab to join the Israel, uh, government here, called a traitor, called a terrorist, all sorts of things, came out publicly and said, keeping women and children hostage an elderly is against Islam they should be released immediately the other Arab member of Knesset Ahmed Tidji came out and said I'm happy to be a negotiator with the Hamas please tell me what to do has Netanyahu met with him in any way has he supported what he said has he tweeted a like any of that? No. This is not someone that's looking for unity. This is not someone who's working to solve the national problem which he created, the security debacle that he created. His whole career, from the start to the finish, was how he's an expert on terror. From the time he lost his brother Yoni in Antebi, to when he started the Jonathan Institute, and Moshe Aaron met him and made him the number two deputy ambassador in Washington, to when he was U.N. ambassador, talking about the hijackings, Lockerbie, Pan Am, the AWACS, the sting- missiles to when he was the deputy foreign minister during the gulf war when i worked with him for four years when he was the one on television all the time throughout his career was always about security it was about uh, the palestinians it was about the iranian situation all of it seems to be a bluff because at the end of the day, the biggest terror attack on Israeli and Jewish people since the Holocaust, the biggest security debacle happened on his watch. He's responsible. He's the person that could have prevented it. He's the one that was asleep at the wheel.
2: All right, Alan Dershowitz, what do you have to say about that man who was pretty critical? That's Mitchell uh, Barak, who was pretty critical of Bibi Netanyahu.
3: He reminds me of the Harvard students who put the whole blame on um, Israel instead of putting the blame on Hamas. He reminds me of Republicans who are using this as an occasion just to attack Biden, or Democrats who are using this as an occasion to attack Trump. It is outrageous. It is stupid. It is disloyal and it is dishonest. He hates Netanyahu. Obviously, obviously, Netanyahu probably fired him from the job. Um, uh, but the idea that you put the blame on Netanyahu for this. First of all, this was planned well before Netanyahu retook office. Much of the planning was done during the previous prime ministership. The, the, the planning probably took place over a period of time. He's essentially an election denier. He, he doesn't like the fact that Israel is a democracy and that the democracy resulted in a government that he doesn't like. At least some of the points he makes may be appropriate for a year from now or two years from now, but the idea that Bibi Netanyahu doesn't care about security and the idea of insulting his brother's death and saying that Bibi Netanyahu didn't really care about terrorism, uh, but I don't really want him to waste time on this idiot. Um, (laughs) Okay, so Alan, let's... Okay, so let's let's talk about about the real issues. Let's talk about how Israel can stop this from recurring when the next prime minister occurs. Because this has nothing to do with Benjamin Netanyahu. This has everything to do with the fact that Hamas doesn't want Israel to survive, whether the prime minister is Ehud Barak or whether the prime minister is Benjamin Netanyahu. So I'm shocked that you gave this guy that kind of airtime for the drivel, uh, the partisan drivel. He should have made that speech in Israel. And by the way, probably no Israeli uh, mainstream journalist would have put him on the air, even though even Haaretz, who hates Netanyahu, this is not the time for inter-party bickering. This is the time for all good people, all Israeli people, all good American people, to unite together behind Israel and not point fingers of blame at Netanyahu, uh, which essentially exculpates Hamas.
2: So uh, so Bibi Netanyahu's government has told people in the northern part of, the Gaza, of Gaza to, you know, we're giving you 24 hours yeah. to get out of there. I believe the U.N. and other humanitarian organizations are saying that's not enough time for a million yeah. people who don't even, many of them don't yeah. have cars. I was looking at videos. There's literally people with horses and carriages. Um, yeah. What does Alan Dershowitz have to say about that?
3: Well, first of all, Israel didn't say 24 hours. They've now said that uh, there's no uh, time limit on that. Uh, But we're talking about walking two or three miles. Uh, The U.N. should be helping instead of saying it's impossible. The Red Cross should be helping. There are still a lot of cars on the road. Yeah. Can you imagine how much better it would have been if the United States had given notice to the people of Hiroshima and Nagasaki or Tokyo for the firebombing? Or if the British had given notice to the uh, people in Dresden when the entire city was destroyed? Or maybe the first country. In modern history, during an all-out war, to give notice to the people of Gaza, who, by the way, voted overwhelmingly for Hamas to be their leaders, the only fair election, an open election that's happened in the millennium, since the millennium, uh, in any Arab country, essentially, has been that 2008 election, or 2000, whatever the year was, uh, which the people of Gaza voted for Hamas. Now, I don't blame them. Uh, Whole, or say they should die, but let them walk out. Remember, too, that the, the uh, Hamas uses human shields. They brag about it. They want these people to stay and die. They want to use what they call the CNN strategy, carry dead babies out, who they put in the way of the bombing. They use the human shields and then shed crocodile tears over these dead babies uh, whose death they caused. So uh, Israel should give them enough time to get out. But everybody in Gaza, in the north of Gaza, should get out. Walk if you have to, two miles, three miles. If Israel, uh, if, if, if the Israelis who went to that uh, uh, concert were given an, even an hour to get out, walk away from the concert. We're about to have a terrorist attack. So what's no, what's, no, what's the plan now?
2: Okay, so you you know walk two miles, three miles, five miles. So then what's the plan? It, uh, Israel is just going to wipe that whole area of the world like off the map it just is gonna you know overwhelm it no, it's with the de- it's,
3: it's gonna it's gonna do what the United States did in Berlin um, and what the United States did in Tokyo uh, did the United States uh, it destroyed the entire city of Berlin at the end of 1954 in a total war you destroy the enemy cities you do whatever you can to uh, minimize civilian casualties but when you have a choice between protecting your own civilians, who are being deliberately targeted and the possibility of collateral damage by people who have decided to remain the choice is a simple one in every democracy every democracy throughout history has chosen its own citizens over the citizens of the other country when there's an all-out war the united the israel should follow the example of franklin delano roosevelt and winston churchill who said total victory until surrender let hamas surrender let the people of Gaza leave. But Israel should not be stopped from what it has to do by a morality that applies a double standard. Uh, the Isra- the Is- Israel has always been subjected to a double standard, and that's why it didn't go in in 2004. It didn't go in in 2008. It didn't go in in 2014 when it could have destroyed Hamas without endangering its own uh, hostages because it was applying... It was listening to a morality. It has to stop listening to that morality. It has to apply its own morality, strike its own balance between um, uh, uh, preventing Hamas from doing this ever again and risking the lives of collateral people who may very well have decided on their own to remain hostages. And if if, if they didn't, if it was done by Hamas, then it's all Hamas's fault. But Israel cannot refrain from taking necessary preventive action because the world morality applies a double standard to it. It has to apply the same standard it applied to American victory over the Nazis, American victory over the Japanese, and uh, and other. Well, victories since, since you're bringing America into it,
2: since you're bringing America into it, Professor Dershowitz, are you? pleased or satisfied with the reaction of the president of the United States uh, regarding this event?
3: More than pleased, uh, but I hope he doesn't hold back. Look, you know what my preference would be? I've said this over and over again. My preference would be that Israel not go in and have a land invasion, but instead use all of its resources, get bunker bonds from the United States, and bomb the Iranian nuclear uh, weapon facility, and that would prevent Iran from getting the kind of nuclear weapon it could hand over to Hamas or Hezbollah to use against Israel. This is the perfect time to disarm Iran, which is obviously behind this attack and behind Hezbollah. They admitted yesterday they haven't decided yet whether to send Hezbollah in. It's their decision. They're the enemy. And Israel has a perfect legal right to attack Iran's nuclear facilities. They could do it from the air with minimum ca- I think one person died. When they attacked the Iraqi nuclear reactor, one Frenchman died, Um, and uh, they could do it without any harm to their soldiers. Now, America has to stand behind them and give them the bunker-busting bombs and give them authority to do it. And maybe the Saudis would help them logistically by allowing them to refuel. But um, Iran, the only way to stop uh, terrorism in the Middle East is to punish Iran, because they're the ones who foment it.
2: Alan Dershowitz, you first of all, you know that uh, the group of us who hang out together, we are so behind you. I mean, my this whole week, I dedicated every show to what was going on in Israel. I just got a text I from. Cool. I got call a text it, from Judge it, Mike. It, I just want to tell you that I just got a, ch- a text from Judge Mike Pesci, who you know, quote, I so totally agree with Professor Allen, and he's got like eight exclamation points. So, so why don't you why
3: don't you have it? Why don't you invite this jerk? Uh, Barack to come on the show with me and have a little debate.
2: Uh, next week, if I could find him, I would I would love to do him, that, Tom, Professor. I
3: challenge him to a debate.
2: All okay. right. Thank you so much, Professor Dershowitz. You have thank a great President, night and you. a great weekend. You Folks, we're going to take a quick great break. We're going to we're gonna come back much. with the, the chief of the NYPD patrol, mm-hmm. uh, Chuck... John uh John Naive, but that's
5: what I this is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, switching to MediShare can save you even more than usual, on top of what you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a health care solution right now, especially given how inflation is affecting us. And MediShare is the affordable, reliable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves about $500 a month. You might save even more. And MetaShare is a Christian community that's been sharing each other's healthcare costs for 30 years now, and they're making it easier than ever. Apply by October 31st, and you can save an additional $150 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, but just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch like more than 400,000 people already have, and start saving. Here it is. It's 844-47-BIBLE. That's 844 47 bible 844 47 Bible.
2: When you're looking for concrete materials for your next construction project, call on the experts of Diamondback Ready Mix, New York and New Jersey's number one premier family owned concrete supplier, proudly located on Staten Island, providing concrete services for commercial, municipal, and residential general contractors throughout New York City and New Jersey. The Diamondback Ready Mix quality is our strength service will guide each customer from the initial order through the final pouring fully insured in New York and New Jersey and will produce your concrete with perfect blend of durability, strength, and appearance for your project. Call today and ask for Harry Lynch for personalized service second to none. Call 718-650-5649 for your free estimate. That phone number is 718 Six five zero five six four nine, or go online to Diamondback Ready Mix. That's R E D I M I X dot com. R E D I M I X dot com. Diamondback Ready Mix is proud to celebrate Italian American Heritage Month. Diamondback Ready Mix is a DeFazio company.
5: Paige Rue here, host of Reloaded, a reality show about my life as a girl, a girl raised in a gun store. Yes, you heard that right. A gun store. We're a family-owned range in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm a firearms instructor, and my passion is to empower Americans to exercise their Second Amendment ranks. This series is full of ups and downs, laughs, family drama, and of course, a lot of ammo. Join me and my family run three successful gun ranges while I prepare for the most difficult event of my life. You can find every episode now only at SalemNow.com.
2: Let's talk about our friends at Connors and Sullivan here on a Friday night. Planning for the future is important. Are you and your family protected? You should be. If you're not around to make the decisions, who will? Are your assets protected from probate and nursing home costs? You know when the time to plan is? The time to plan is now. Wills, trust, power of attorneys, healthcare proxies, living wills, your overall estate plan. How are you going to have these questions answered? Well, basically next week. <clears throat> That's right, next week, Monday, October the 16th at the Greenhouse Cafe on 3rd Avenue in Brooklyn at 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Mike Connors will be there to answer your questions. Tuesday, October the 17th at Buckley's Restaurant Avenue S in Sheep's Bay, Brooklyn at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Wednesday, October 18th at the Adria Hotel Northern Boulevard in Bayside, Queens at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Thursday, October 19th at Connolly's Corner, Grand Avenue in Maspeth, Queens. At 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. and Friday, October the 20th at DeLucas Trattoria at 616 Forest Avenue in Staten Island at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Mike Connors will be there to answer your questions. And if you can't make any of these free seminars, call Connors & Sullivan at 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500 for your own free office appointments. Remember what Mike Connors always says, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all.
0: Listen to AM 970, The Answer, on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com.
2: All right, a little Sanford and Son here. Got a lot of birthdays here. This is Daman Wilson, otherwise known as Lamont. Let me tell you something. They are playing Sanford and Son clips on Facebook and other social media outlets that are basically 50 years old or close to it, maybe 48 years old, that are hilarious today. The interaction between Lamont and his father Fred Sanford, played by Red Fox, or Aunt Esther, or Rollo, or Grady, I mean, just really, really, really funny stuff, man. Um, there's a lot of birthdays today. Sammy Hagar of Van Halen is 76 years old. Marie Osmond, Donnie and Marie, she's 64 years old. Jerry Rice, if you look at the NFL, um, book, the 100, uh, is it, it's the, of the 100 greatest players of the last 50 years in the NFL. Number one is Jerry Rice. Number two is Jim Brown. And number three, Sam Bellino, take a guess who number three is. Hmm, I'm going to have to say, is it your friend LT? There you go. He is the number three all-time greatest player and the number one greatest defensive player. They give it to Jerry Rice because he played a tremendous amount of time. I think it was 20-plus years. And uh, I believe he still holds the records of having scored the most points, having caught the most touchdowns. Um, Real quick, it's Nancy Kerrigan's birthday. Remember her? Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan, the ice skaters. They Tanya Harding's boyfriend hit Nancy Kerrigan in her knee to try to eliminate her from skating. I have no problem telling you Nancy Kerrigan and I are exactly the same age. Um, She's like a little younger than I am, like a year. I had an enormous crush on her. She was like right up there. Like she kind of looks a little similar, or at least back in the day. I don't know what she looks like now to Brooke Shields. And I always like loved that look, that tall brown hair, thick eyebrows. Kind of looks like Marianne, actually, my wife. <laughs> um, I did that good. Right. Sample. Yeah, it was very good. Um, thank you. Move. Paul Pierce of, uh, he was uh, known for winning championships with the, um, Boston Celtics, he played for the Nets for a little while. He is 46 years old. Uh, AOC, that's Joni's girl. AOC, the Congresswoman, she's 34 years old. And Tiffany Trump, the daughter, the youngest daughter of former President Donald Trump, is 30 years old. You know, Sam Bellino, you have been giving me these lists for two years, and not until today, unless it's. Not always this way, but has your dense friend here, Arthur Idala, not realize that it goes in order of age? Yeah, I is put it, a lot
3: of work to this list for uh,
2: something you've only used six times out of our four hundred twenty-five shows. That is not accurate. Oh, that no. is definitely not a. Uh-oh, Joan, oh, no. uh oh, Joan, on mic, Joan <laughs> turn on the mic, San Joan, turn on the mic, gracious. You know how serious this week was? I think we That's went like we three times know. with Joanie. Did not we didn't hear Joanie's you didn't theme even song? Hear me. Yeah. We didn't hear Joni. But um, you
1: know what? We do. We're gonna have some heavy today, but we do need some lightness. This was a very heavy week.
2: Yeah, on a, on, a, on several fronts. We don't even um, have one how screwed right up now. Congress is! I mean, I'm not even getting into that. I mean, do you realize they can't come close? They can't come close to picking a speaker. Okay, the Scalise drops out. Jim Jordan's in. He's not even close to the 217 votes that he would need, um, and they can't pass anything without a speaker. No, I wouldn't be totally flabbergasted if somehow or another McCarthy-like steps back in. I, I, I don't know. Then they tried this other guy, Scott, who's some someone who I don't. If think they let the
0: Democrats do it, maybe they'll actually pick someone.
2: It's kind of out. It's it's wow. I mean, and I know Biden, the president, is trying to have some of the top lawmakers over to um, the White House. I think to, tonight or to talk about. A package for israel um to you know to help them wow there's a lot going on um so i did see the protest today i was on the phone with imran so i could tell you about how long it was because imran called me he was visiting a client was incarcerated in philadelphia so i was on the phone with him and i'm on in our office you could see up and down fifth avenue and um when I first called Imran, there was no traffic. I was like, I, I, it was noticeable how light the traffic was. And, and the, like a minute into the conversation, I'm like, why is traffic all backed up? And I could see there was a the protest. The Palestinian supporters <clears throat> were crossing 42nd Street in the middle of the street from the west side to the east side. And I'm watching traffic back up. And I'm like, okay, you know, there's a bunch of people. Alright, there's more. There's more. Now, now I keep talking to Imran, and like, it's still coming, it's still coming, and basically for almost 10 minutes people were walking through the streets. There were definitely over a thousand people. I mean, I I, I don't know. We're going to come back with someone who may have a better estimate. That's uh, Chief John Shell. He is the Chief of Patrol, so he is the uh, highest uniform officer right behind Chief Madri. Um, and, um chief is chief of department chief Shell is chief of patrol so maybe he'll have some more accurate numbers but there were a lot of people it didn't seem um you know everyone seemed to be behaving there was a lot of palestinian flags i did pull up some videos where i saw you know some people who are supporting israel yelling at people supporting palestine today was supposed to be a really scary day my son's school was closed they went remote um the city was noticeably more quiet today, I think, because of that. But it sounds like everything went smoothly. We're going to find out right now coming up after this break with Chief Ch- Chief Chell. Don't go anywhere.
0: Tonight at 7, it's the Fun Friday edition of Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough and Christine Nicholas. What does that mean? Broadway reviews, restaurants. We'll talk about things going on in the different bids across New York City and have a cocktail recipe or two. That's tonight at 7. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv and on local now, channel 525. Want more of AM 970 The Answer and our hosts? Then interact with us. Follow us on Twitter for breaking news, what's coming up on the radio, thoughts from our hosts, deals from our advertisers, and more. Our handle is at AM
2: 970 The Answer. Come on, tweet with us. Let's talk about Esco truck and equipment, whether you're an owner of one machine or have a fleet of hundreds Esco truck and equipment can help with all of your equipment needs, whether it be purchase lease or rent the right machine to improve your business Esco will deliver for you Esco provides a full line of link belt excavators light equipment from Dynapack and Chicago pneumatic or handheld power tools from steel. ESCO parts can stock an extensive inventory and retrieve parts quickly to minimize your downtime. If you break down in the field and need a part, ESCO certified technicians will come to you on site to get you back to work quickly. ESCO is there for you every step of the way with regular maintenance, inspections, service, and repair, serving New York and New Jersey. So call Joe E. That's Joe Eugenio at 718-504-2600 or go online to escoequipment.com. That's E-S-S-C-O-equipment.com. ESCO is proud to celebrate Italian American Heritage Month. ESCO Truck and Equipment is a DeFazio company.
6: Fighting for you.
2: All right, let's talk about Plaza College. My friend Chuck Callahan. And what they have got going on because they got something really cool it's called a steno state of mind you know we've been talking about Plaza College's court reporting program I was in court today I was on the federal sentencing there was the court reporter front and center you always have to be respectful you always have to make sure they're taking everything down because it is so important well Plaza College on behalf of the New York State Court Reporters Association is proud to announce this year's one-day convention called a steno state of mind A steno State of Mind is being held at the historic United States Eastern District Courthouse on Sunday, October the 22nd, from 830 a.m. to 5 p.m. in Brooklyn, New York, right there in Catman Plaza. This full-day event inside the famously historic courthouse will bring members of the court reporting community, working reporters, and students together for six seminars celebrating this high-powered profession. You know what that means? means that you, working court reporters, you will earn six NCRA-approved CEUs and the latest industry insight. For more information and to view the exciting agenda, visit nyscra.org slash 2023 full convention. Again, register for the October 22nd convention, a steno state of mind, at nyscra.org slash 2023. 2023, full convention, and get yourself in a steno state of mind.
0: Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We're back to the
1: Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala.
2: All right, so, Sam is there a reason for this song or just because it's really cool? Uh, well, it's cool, and it's because it's Sammy Hagar's birthday. There we go. I knew you had There's always a method to your madness. Um, we're going to have Chief Shell in a moment or two. Just to keep the mood light, I am going to... Um, Long Island tonight and I'm gonna meet up with my beautiful wife and my children and we're gonna have our friends Steve and Jamie there and We will definitely be having a libation probably tonight after the kids go to sleep and I actually have All of Padre Lu's ingredients for this particular libation at home the Padre Lu of which I speak and my mom I just arrived back from a trip, a little cruise um, on the Danube River, a river cruise, which they seem to have enjoyed immensely. My dad is telling me how much weight he's gained because he had breakfast, lunch and dinner and the food on the ship was great. And I'm so very happy for him. So although this is Friday the 13th, as I mentioned, in Italy and as Professor Dershowitz told us, the number 13 is a lucky one. That's when you make bar mitzvah. At this time of year, your thoughts might reflect on bobbing for apples in your youth. I went apple picking last weekend. And I'm going to go again this weekend with the little ones. So take a, a one of those metal shakers, which I have, put in two and a half ounces of either gin or vodka, a little grenadine for color, squeeze in a, a whole lemon. It'll make it nice and tart. And then I'm going to put in like a half of... Um, a shot glass of some cinnamon liqueur like um, Fireball, which I definitely know I have. So if you put that all together in the shaker, the gin, I would go gin. I'm a big gin guy. Gin, grenadine, lemon, and cinnamon. Shake it up, make it really, really cold. I would put a little bit of cinnamon on the rim of a martini glass, pour it in there, and then I would garnish it with a slice of one of those fresh apples I picked. Sip, savor, and swallow. Padre Luz autumn season libation, and tell yourself that someday you'll learn how many types of apples exist and try to sample each one of them and report it back to hear the iDollar Power Hour. All right, we are going to jump in and we're going to say hello and get a little serious now for a second, even though he's a guy who has a tremendously powerful sense of humor. He's also very, very handsome and has a lovely family. He is the chief of patrol, one and only Chief Shell. What's happening, my friend?
7: How are you doing? Uh, thanks for the compliments. Uh, handsome. Haven't got that in a while.
2: Well, you know, just look in the mirror. You'll see it all the time, uh, <laughs> Chief. I I saw I saw here right from my window on Forty Fifth Street. I saw it looked to me like you know there were. Over a 1,000 people, again, it was hard. I'm three blocks away, but it was about 10 minutes it took them to cross over from 42nd Street on the west side to 42nd Street on the east side. And my understanding is they were heading down to the Israeli consulate from Times Square, but it seemed like there were a lot of people there today. Is that accurate?
7: Right. We're estimating about 2,500 to 3,000 uh, pro-Palestinian rally's rally, um, we got some pro-israel but roughly about three thousand and the destination is usually forty second and second by the Israeli consulate that seems to be the theme uh for the week since um since
2: Saturday. everyone's been relatively calm
7: they've been they've been calm uh minor minor incidents uh obeying the law uh practicing their first amendment which we have to let them do but all in all it, it's been uh it's been okay.
2: And I've, I've been watching, uh, the officers who work directly for you and Chief child. I mean, they really have done a fantastic job. I mean, they, they show such, uh, restraint. You know, I mean, some of these people are cursing out the cops who have absolutely nothing, <laughs> nothing to do with this. What's going on in Israel and, and you know, these Middle Eastern battles. And yet they decide to spit on a police officer's face. You know, I mean, you've been on the job a long time. Is that training that you get? Is that human nature you get to, to just maintain your composure and not, you know, probably do what you want to do is like punch him in the face?
7: Yeah, uh, look, we're, we're the biggest and in, in, in best in, in the world of what we do. And our cops are, uh, they carry the load. They're very well trained and they do their job. And, and they know my standing order is to peaceful protest First Amendment. We're all for it. But by no way, no means are we going to tolerate any unlawful behavior and in this instance, they hate your behavior and certainly not any assaults on our police officers. So they know the drill and they do it well.
2: So we're talking to Chief Chell. He's the chief of patrol. So he is the, uh, you know, when they say the buck stops here, I mean, ultimately it stops at the, the police commissioner. But, you know, he, he's pretty high up there in terms of the, the police officers we see on the street day in and day out. Chief Chell, you know, Mayor Adams has been in now for long enough. Have we seen the reduction in crime that he promised during his campaign, number one? And number two, has he elevated the morale, or, and all of you working together, elevated the morale of the men and women of the NYPD as he had promised?
7: You know, yes and yes to both your questions. You know, crime overall, we're down, we're down slightly. And the big, the big decrease, uh, shooting violence in the city. Shooting violence in the city is approaching a 30% decline. And over the summer, we just did. We had a high decline in that. And listen, we would we would like love no no one to get shot, but we have a chance to come below a thousand shootings for the year, and that's still a high number, but it's symbolic as to the progress we're making in that in that regard. In terms of morale, look, uh, the, the mayor came through and he gave our, our police officers a, a a nice contract. Really built the morale up. He, he's a big defender of us, a big supporter of us. That's why the city is going in the right direction in terms of uh, public safety.
2: So, Chief Chell, sometimes when I'm out there being a cheerleader for the administration and, and the NYPD, um, you know, and I talk about the crime numbers going down, uh, people who are just dead set on just opposing this and, and opposing you guys, they say, well, the reason why crime is down is because police officers are making arrests. Police officers are just sitting in their cars and they're allowing crime to happen, or or their response time is you know is so slow now. I mean, I, I are they making things think these things up? What should my retort be to people who are telling me the reason why crime is down is just because cops aren't doing their job?
7: Well, I would tell them that the police officers in 2023 have the most arrests probably in the last 20 25 years and that includes all arrests, and uh, most gun arrests is 1996. So facts are being, respectfully speaking, uh, they're wrong, and our cops are, are working hard. We have a young police force working hard, and, and they, they're getting the job done, and we're slowly turning this around. And, and you know, listen, the future looks good. I'm, I'm confident that uh, we're going to get this back to where it should be.
2: Well, how how do you do that, Chief Cho? I mean, it's I, I know you're confident, and I, I, I know... Things are trending in the right direction, but what is the difference between the de Blasio administration and the COVID period and today in 2023 going into 2024? What is the difference? Is it a difference in tactics, in philosophy, in policy?
7: Well, uh, the team that the mayor assembled with our commissioner, our first deputy commissioner, our chief of department, and the upper echelon of the police department, it's a good team. We're well experienced. And our experience in commerce is a lot of areas. And our filters down to the frontline police officer. So we, we we built a very nice team. Uh, we get along very well. We know our place. And I think you see some results.
2: And is it true, is there any accuracy that uh, Chief of Transit Michael Kemper is just, uh, you know, is just a nicer guy and a better guy than you? Or is that like...
7: Well... You know, I wasn't going to come on the show today because Mike Kemper keeps coming on, but I'm going to forgive you on this one. But uh, Mike's down in the subway today holding down for us. Uh, Mike's doing a good job underneath. Well, we're up top. Mike's down, Mike's down below, and uh, Mike's doing a great job in transit. Um, so, even Ob- though Obviously, folks, the- I'm
2: teasing. These guys know each other very well, and they're very friendly. <laughs> and, look, i, I got to be honest with you, uh, John, as, you know, the subway's are just so vital. I mean, I'll just give you a very simple example. I was at my office yesterday here on 45th and 5th, and I had to go to a meeting all the way down on Broadway, Broadway and Wall Street. Mm. A cab, it said, was 46 minutes, and the subway was 19 minutes. I mean, that's a huge difference. It's double. Um, But, you know, you got to feel safe going on the subway. And, you know, even today with all of the warnings about Hamas and and there was going to be these demonstrations, I, I think... I mean, I am definitely seeing many more officers underground and, uh, you know, on the platforms. And they're staying off their phone, by the way. Uh, yeah. And I mean, just and I tell them, I tell them, Chief Shell, I was like, you don't know what a difference it makes to us that you guys are just standing here. Just that your, your sheer presence just it changes, changes the whole game.
7: And that's changing the perception, right? Then you just said it to feel safe today in this city. We mobilized all of our resources. All of them. Everyone was in uniform. Uh, one police plaza was cleared out. Our aviation, our harbor, our intel, our transit, everything we had today, we wanted to put out strategically. We wanted to you saw our police lights on today. We wanted the whole city to feel safe today as they we went about their business. And there was a lot of fear, rightfully so, a lot of rhetoric that was coming from overseas and, and in the internet. And we just said, you know what, today, let's, just, let's show that presence. And this city's tough. You know that, right? You're a Brooklyn guy. We're tough. New Yorkers are tough. We're a good police department. You know, we protect each other. It's a false multiplier. And we got through today so far so good. And I think, I like to think people felt safe today.
2: Well, I saw the helicopters overhead. I saw, I don't know, so many different kinds of NYPD vehicles escorting uh, the protesters today. I saw you guys with the blue jackets, the community affairs guys. So, uh you know, compliments all around Chief Chell and, and you know, I know uh uh I know how hard you work. I know it's it's literally a 24/7 365 uh gig for you and I, and I, you know, we all appreciate it, especially as us Bay Ridge guys. Yeah, Ollie, uh, you can, know, you, can can
7: you call my wife and tell her that?
2: Uh she knows, she knows. <laughs> she, we all know. And and I I Chief, I really say with all sincerity, you know, it it makes such a difference. You know, I leave my office here on Forty Fifth and Fifth sometimes eleven, twelve o'clock at night. I got to walk a couple blocks if I'm taking the car or whatever, or the express bus, and you know, it it matters to me when I see one of those cars passing by. So I want to thank you guys for all your hard work, really.
7: No, it's what we do. We we work we work for the city. We work for all you guys.
2: Well, thank you. Have a great weekend. Be safe, and thanks for keeping us safe. We have Chief of Patrol John Shell. Thanks so much, buddy.
7: Take
2: care. All right. We're going to be back, and we're going to finish up a whole crazy rough week right after these messages. So I want to talk about my friends at the Columbus Citizens Foundation. This week started with the Columbus Day Parade. Yes, the Columbus Day Parade. Yes, President Biden signed a proclamation declaring it Columbus Day. His wife, Jill, is of Sicilian heritage. For over 75 years, the Columbus Citizens Foundation has promoted Italian-American culture and heritage and has provided thousands of scholarships to talented Italian-American students who need support to achieve their academic dreams. These scholarships enrich the lives of the rising generation who are destined to be our future leaders. Help make a difference in someone's life today. You can help Columbus Citizens Foundation by visiting www.ColumbusCitizens.org These extraordinary students inspire us every day. Their leadership, passion, and pride in their heritage is a winning combination. The scholarships offer them a chance to achieve their goals and be engaged members of their communities the Columbus Citizens Foundation brings the Columbus Day Parade to New York City every year and you can help them bring a quality education to Italian American students in need by donating today so visit their site at www.columbuscitizens.org that's www.columbuscitizens.org
0: we recorded our best year to date, and I've told many people how blessed I was to find them. The representative answered the phone every time I called and quickly addressed any questions or concerns I had.
6: Let Salem Surround give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and show you what your competition is doing. Then we come up with a personalized plan that's perfect for your needs. Google Salem Surround New York and let our marketing experts help you achieve real success. Remember to Google Salem Surround New York today.
2: Let's talk about the sponsors of my show, Bay Ridge Honda, because Bay Ridge Honda is kicking off October's spooky season with scary savings so low, it'll make you scream. Bay Ridge Honda, it's the Sabah family owned and operated Honda dealer for over 60 years serving all five boroughs because all five boroughs choose Bay Ridge Honda. You can browse from over 200 new Honda vehicles like the all new Honda Civic, the Honda CRV, and the Honda HRV. They're all ready for you to drive home today and over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True program at their 2022 President's Award winning dealership. Right now get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select new 2023 Honda models all month long. Plus, you're going to receive $1,500 when you turn in your trade or when you purchase your next car, Bay Ridge Honda. Even if you don't need to buy a car right now, but you want to sell your car, they will buy your car from you. So visit Bay Ridge Honda at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. These deals are available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details this sale ends October 31st, 2023
0: Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970 The Answer
2: Little Jagger action Little Jagger action American Band Maroon 5 they're in the top 10 of the UK singles chart with Moves Like Jagger featuring Christina Aguilera its lyrics refer to a male's ability to impress a female with his dance move, which he compared to those of Mick Jagger. The video featured old video footage of Jagger and his iconic dance moves, moves like Jagger was nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Pop Duo Group Performance at the 54th Grammy Awards. Let's face it, I'm loving on my, I'm loving a little Jagger action. Well, um, talking to Jagger about Jagger, I, I. Fell in love with the Rolling Stones in the 80s. And I was on the train yesterday coming in and on my phone, um, I guess it was I, I forget which newspaper I was reading on my phone. And it came up that Mary Lou Retton is very ill. She's got some type of rare pneumonia and she can't breathe and she's on a breathing device and uh, she's fighting for her life. And apparently she doesn't have... um, Uh, Health insurance. So I'm not like a big like GoFundMe guy. I just, you know, it's not like something I go look at all the time and start giving away money. Um, But there was a hyperlink to the GoFundMe page, but it wasn't GoFundMe. It was something else. I forget what it was. And I gave Mary Lou Retton a like little donation, and they made a lot of money. They made over three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Now it's over 400 they they their original goal was 50 grand and now they're over 400,000 and um, You know what I wrote in the little comments. I said, you know the summer of 1984 was amongst the greatest of my life and I have such powerful powerful memories of being in the Glynn household my best friend Chris Glynn his dad tag his mom Connie and watching those Olympics that summer They actually moved uh it was hot that summer. They didn't have um air conditioning in nineteen eighty four in their particular houses. My parents still don't today. And I remember we had some fans on and and just watching and she needed that she needed to score a ten in the vault, I think, to get the gold and beat the Romanian. And I believe her coach was Romanian. Um but it was such drama and I will tell you, just reading the story on the train brought tears to my eyes. Um it was like, because it just brought me back. So, it may, okay, wait, Jones, give me the thing.
1: And so not only did they surpass it, but now on Thursday, the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee told USA Today that Christine Brennan said the staff started a process to send financial assistance to her. So not only did they get this money through, it's called Spot Fund. Spot Fund, right. there, But was. they're also getting money through the Olympic Paralympic Committee. So this is fantastic. And, you know, she was the first female athlete to be on a Wheaties box.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. But I do remember she was on. And they also, the article, I think it was by Frank Vaccaro, said that um, that was like the last year where there was no real professional athletes. Because I think that was the year that Russia was banned. And Russia had the professional athletes. But we didn't have any professional athletes at the time. It was all real just amateurs competing. and, And what a wonderful Summer, uh, whatever wonderful uh, Olympics that was, and, and for me that was a wonderful time. So that was
1: our high school time. Yeah. That was my high school time. Yeah. That
2: was the summer of my junior going into yep. my senior, which was pretty fantastic. Um, I want to give a quick welcome home to my mom and dad, who actually may be in a cab right now, listening to us. Um, they're coming back. My sister and I had our our hearts in our chest. Um, me or, too. It should be in our <laughs> chest. Our hearts in our throat. Because my dad's 85, my mom will be 83 very soon, a couple of weeks, and um, they went on a pretty big adventure, And but it, they're not home yet, they but are they, like, they should be home. They're like
1: younger than you. Well- I swear, they, I don't know how they do it. They took it. a
2: big risk, and it, it seems like it paid off. It sounds like they had a wonderful time, so welcome home to them. And um, I am going out uh, to Suffolk County for, it uh, looks like a rainy weekend, but I'm looking forward to being with my children, we worked hard today. I was in court earlier today. I met with clients today, um, but the city was definitely noticeably quieter. Um, you know, my little son Arthur, he he had remote learning. They didn't have the kids go to school in uh, an abundance of caution. But everything seemed to go quietly and smoothly. And I want to thank Chief Chell for coming on the show. And I want to thank Alan Dershowitz for coming on the show. I don't know if if uh, if that uh, if our other guests would be up to uh, debating, um, I Alan. I think he would. I don't know. We had
1: quite a week this week, I didn't don't know. we? Yeah, we had
2: some great <laughs> guests. I want to ta- thank Shai Franklin. He was wonderful. Dave Schwartz was wonderful. Um, you know, hopefully... I don't know next week we'll have a little bit more of a regular show. Joan, thank you. I know you worked very hard this week to get us these, so these great you. guests. So did you. And to,
1: so did Matthew.
2: And we really got some wonderful uh we got some wonderful uh, reviews on on the on the coverage coverage we did with Israel. So I um I wish you all a wonderful weekend. Get some uh get some rest. It's going to rain a little bit, so maybe you should take advantage of just, you know, sitting around and doing nothing. There's not a chance that I'm going to sit around and do nothing. Either Ariana, who's going to be two in a month, (laughs) will be jumping on my chest saying da-da-da-da, or Arthur, I want to run around like a nut. Sam Bellino, have a great weekend, my friend. Thank you, too. Thank you for everything. We'll be back Monday, live and local, all next week. Joni, thank you very much. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you on Monday.